You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From former A's outfielder. Here comes Katze. Here comes the relay. The slide. He's in there. Inside the park. Home run. Mark Katze. To A's manager. It's time for the manager show with Mark Katze. Presented by Nest Betting. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here's Chris Townsend. Time now for the Mark Katze Show, brought to you by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep for all your bedding needs, your mattress, your sheets, your pillows. Go to nestbedding.com or go to their locations in the Bay Area and use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your order. This guy and his entire family sleeps on beds from Nest Bedding. <laughs> That's correct, especially here up in the Bay Area. And you need to get a good night's sleep. That's the one thing you coaches do not do. You guys <laughs> grind so much and you have such odd hours that you do, in the end, need to take care of yourself and get a good night's sleep. Yeah, well, you know, the couch we're sitting on actually has a pullout, and I have <laughs> slept in this office before with nest bedding, yeah. believe it or not. The, the heavy uh, throw blanket and the pillow come in great. You know, it's hard to believe, because we, we have always thought about the second half being after the All-Star break, but it's not. The second half is now. We're past 81 games. So what do you want to see from your club in the second half? Yeah, you know, I think I think the expectations are, are continue to improve. Um, you know, we started out in April with only five wins. May was a six-win month, and now June has a chance, I think, to be uh, nine. Is that right? Yeah. And so, you know, continuing to improve, continuing uh, to to try to win more games each month than than we started out with. Um, you know, I think we've become more competitive uh, as the season has gone on, and uh, that's good growth, especially for a lot of these young guys. But now the expectations can be raised a little bit. The um, you know lack of, I guess, or a better term, um, just less mental errors. Um, they've had a chance now to to get their feet on the ground, and uh, you know there's now some expectation level that you know they got to execute the fundamentals and um, you know no more excuse making. Uh, you you've been here and you've gone through it. You Fact, know the speed yeah. of the game. So. You know, we, we, I mention it all the time, whether it's this show or the post-game show, the little things. Little things, you do little good things, lead to big things. Little bad things lead to a disaster. And, and people don't really think about that, but it is the attention to detail. The good teams that you were on, the good teams that you have faced, they always do the little things. Yeah, they really do. And, you know, this, this last uh, Yankee series, you know, we, we didn't execute defensively. Uh, both plays led to, you know, bigger innings than what they should have been. Um, you know, and so execution of the fundamentals, obviously, you know, human errors, errors are going to happen, um, you know, but if it's lack of concentration, then, then that's going to be an issue, obviously, um, you know, for these guys, you know, their focus um, in, into the detail, uh, you know, we talk about it a lot. And it's something I, I, I harp on, um, you know, that, that the expectation level is that we take care of the baseball and we execute fundamentally and we get a bunt down, we move runners. And now second half, it's really about you know, seeing progress with runners in scoring position for the offense. All right, I think about one guy who I pay a lot of attention to because I think he really matters, helping this team get to where we need to go, and that's Ruiz. So his first half, how do you grade his first half? What would you like? What does he need to improve on heading into the second half? 
Yeah, you know, I think you know he does a lot of great things on the baseball field. Obviously, his speed is dynamic. Um, you know, he leads the league in stolen bases uh, for the first half. I think we can continue to allow him to run, but we got to make sure that those uh, base running mistakes on the bases aren't costly. Um, you know, he's got to continue to grow in that. Um, and, and the timing of those mistakes can't lead to, you know, being thrown out at third base with two outs and the, and the uh, runner, you know, him being in scoring position already. So, but, um, you know, in terms of just continuing to, to improve, I think the exit velo off contact, um, you know, we're looking into and seeing, you know, if we can create a little bit more power behind the, the, the stroke. Um, so he's making adjustments. So through those adjustment times, you know, he may not, you know, be successful, but I think in long term, he's going to be more successful. And I think that's key for him. But, you know, continuing to get him out there and continuing to watch him play and watch him grow. How much do you talk to him about his defense? Yeah, we talk a lot. And I think, you know, Mike Aldretti is in charge of the outfield defense. And he's one guy that uh, has some experience with it. He's been an outfield coach for a while. So, you know, it's getting him comfortable, getting getting Ruiz comfortable with taking direct routes and being instinctual. And, and, and I think the more and more we're going to see him out there, the better he's going to get. He made a great play against the Yankees coming in. The Toronto series was a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think the Toronto conditions with the shadows split in the field, reading the ball off the bat, even Kiermaier had a little bit of a hesitation on a couple balls. So, uh, and Kiermaier is one of the best. No, no doubt. And, you know, something I think no question has been a positive. And you can see from April, May to June, and hopefully we see this more in the second half, your pitching numbers have gotten far better. Scott Emerson, we just saw him here in your office talking to him. Just talk about overall your pitching coach, the pitching staff, how, as you mentioned, getting more competitive. Yeah, you know, the, the pitching coaches have really worked hard um, from April and even through spring training. You know, we got out of the gate with just, you know, a young staff, guys that hadn't had any experience, um, not having Paul Blackburn in the rotation to begin uh, really hurt. And, and, and that showed itself, you know, going out there with, um, three, four rookies in the rotation. Um, we took our we took our lumps, and and but I think you know you've seen some progress. You've seen some growth, especially from a guy like JP Sears, who's now you know continuing to get into through the five through the fifth inning into the sixth inning, and occasionally he's pitched into the seventh. So um, that's a good sign for us, and and we're gonna we're gonna need those guys uh, in our future. Um, but both Mike McCarthy and and Scott Emerson have really really worked hard. They have individual meetings post uh, start. They have individual bullpen meetings every day. Um, so they're really, really diving into the, the numbers, the data, and, and just trying to find, you know, every uh, nuance to pitching that they can to, to teach these guys, to communicate it with them, to, to, to just help them get better. And of course, you got to build through the draft and that's going to happen while this is running until we talk to you the next time. So A's have a higher pick than usual. And that's usually a good thing because usually we're winning, so it means we're picking later. But going back to your days, coming out of Cal State Fullerton, being player of the year, you're on Team USA. What what was take us back to when you were drafted in the first round by the by the then Florida Marlins? That's right, the Florida Marlins, uh, ninth pick uh, of the first round. And and what was great about that year was there was a lot of first rounders. We were all together because we were all on the USA baseball team, and they had us uh, held up in Millington, Tennessee, in some barracks. Uh, I think it was the Army barracks where we would um, walk down the hall once the phone rang. Skip Bertman, who's the head baseball coach of the USA team, would come and get you and say, hey, uh, so-and-so's team's on, on the phone. And, and Chris Benson was the first. He was the first pick that year. So Benson was the yeah. first to walk down the hallway. Travis Lee was, I think, the third pick in the country. Braden Looper. Um, you know, some guys that really had some 
some long major league careers were in that draft in that 96 class. And so I got drafted. Uh, we had to play the, the Summer Olympics that year in 1996 in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I was the only one of the first rounders on that team that left early from the Olympics. After we won a bronze medal, I didn't stay for the closing ceremonies, which I regret to this day. But I left and flew home, packed another suitcase and flew out to Chicago, where I joined the A-ball team for the Florida Marlins and played the remaining 18 games left of A-ball season um, because I just I wanted to play pro ball. And I said, this is the fastest thing uh, to the big leagues was go play. And everyone else didn't play. Uh, they went home, yeah, enjoyed the closing ceremonies. Stay for the ceremonies? Once the in ceremony. a lifetime opportunity to play A ball? I think I played my first game in A ball the night that the Olympics ended and closing ceremonies were held. So, wow. And I was the first one to the big leagues of that draft class. Uh, the following season in 97, I got called up from AA and uh, became the first uh, member of, of that 1996 draft class to play in the big leagues. How different. I mean, you just think that you're in an army barracks. Now we got everybody on TV. We want to be like the NFL, the NBA draft. You're in an army like you're in the army. Soldier, you're next. <laughs> yeah, no air conditioning either, by the way, which was great. So in Millington, Tennessee in, uh, in June, July, August. But it was a great experience. Uh, it really was. And I know that all these kids that are lining up for this draft, it, it is different. It's definitely a different experience. Now they go through a combine. Yeah. Now they go through an interview process. I talked to David this morning, and and uh, I know we had talked to the TCU third baseman. Uh, you know, he and Scott Hatterberg had a Zoom just to get to know these guys, you know, before they, you know, obviously invest a lot of money uh, and time and energy into it, into the process. But it is definitely a changed process for sure. Well, how about this? You know, I'm thinking about how you got drafted, and this is a college-heavy draft. That's what they're talking about. You went to A-ball, double-A, boom, you're in the big leagues. And remember, when he got to the big leagues, you're talking about a team that was going to win the World Series. So it wasn't like you're on a complete rebuilding team. Taking a college guy early in the draft, you don't expect him to be in the minor leagues long. Is that correct? I mean, that would be my expectation. Now, I'm not involved – really in the draft from, from, you know, that standpoint. But um, I, I agree. I think any, any high level college player, especially in the SEC now coming out, that's had success. It goes in the first round. And it's my opinion, I would dump him into double A and say, here you go. Let's, let's, let's see yeah. what you can do. And, you know, it, it's a big jump probably. I mean, there's a lot of other distractions that happen, but I think a lot of these first rounders now, they, they don't tend to go right out and play, um, they tend to kind of wait and, and sit on a summer and then decide, oh, we're going to go to instructional league. But my advice, if, if I was getting drafted or uh, advice to a draftee, would be go out and play. And, and, you know, the quicker you get to the big leagues, the longer you're going to be able to stay and have a long career. And I think about for you, you went through so much change last year with this team. Here in the second half, I have a feeling we're going to start to see some of the younger guys. In the back of your mind, I know you got to take care of what's in this clubhouse right now, but in the back of your mind, are, are you excited knowing that at some point we're going to see some of the guys we do think are the future? Yeah, it, it's exciting. It's also, you know, there's also some anxiety to it. Um, you know, we've seen these younger guys here for these first three months. Um, they're slowly, you know, understanding what it takes to play at this level every day. So if we go through that process again with another group or, or, or a few players, um, you know, at the end of the season, we, we could see some more growing pains from those guys, which is, is to be anticipated. And, and that's OK. I, uh, you know, we understand where we're at, um, you know, but the goal still is to, to win baseball games. And I know there's a couple guys 
uh, in AAA that are that are playing well, that are putting up some numbers, which is a great sign. Yeah. Um, and you know, as again, it it will be a transition for them though when they get here. What are you doing during the All Star break? Uh, we're going to spend some time. Since we end in Boston. We're on the East Coast. I played in the Cape Cod League. I love the Cape Cod League. We're going to go out and uh, and see a game. The family's going to stay with me, and uh, then we'll end up flying back. Like it's important to really disconnect, isn't it? I mean, it's as much as you can, but it really is because you're living this. At, I mean, as we're saying, we're just we're on a couch that he uh, <laughs> there's he, a bed under here. He is slept on, <laughs> so it's like. It's one of those deals where you, you do need to get away and your wife and your kids and yeah it, it, it's important to, to, to kind of shut off a little bit for sure and 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 re-energize and come back in fresh and I think we'll end up doing that and I think the guys will end up doing that as well well enjoy the break all right bud thanks second half before I mean it's hard to believe we're almost at the all-star break it is it is hard but we're here and we've got still two and a half months to go. All right, that's the Marcotte Show brought to you by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep for your mattress, your pillows, your sheets, all your bedding needs. Go to Nest Bedding, the stores in the Bay Area, or you go to nestbedding.com and use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.